listeners. Welcome to a very special edition of Vegan Radio. I'm Megan Shackelford. I'm Derek Goodwin. And we have a very interesting couple episodes coming up for you. It's two parts. It's our 10-year vegan anniversary, and we decided to do a show about, yes, us! <laughs> January 1st, 1996, Megan and I went vegan together, and we're going to talk to some of the people that were our friends and influences back then. Our first episode this week is going to feature our years with the Animal Defense League, both in Syracuse and Rochester, New York. And our second episode, which will come out in a week, will be on RAVS, the Rochester Area Vegetarian Society. So stay tuned. Vegan Radio. You're listening to Vegan Radio, www.veganradio.com. Go vegan, go vegan, go vegan. Our first interview is with Joe Connolly of Veg News fame, who used to live in Syracuse, New York, where I grew up and uh, was living when I first became vegan. And we've known him for some years. Met him on a trip to Farm Sanctuary. Yep. And he has become the editor of Veg News, which is an amazing journal. And we called him to interview him, and he ended up interviewing us for part of the interview. So uh, it's a good segue. It's our story of how Megan and I met, and here it is. So tell, tell me a little bit about your, your 10th anniversary. I mean, that's a milestone, and I'm glad you guys are doing this, uh, this you know, podcast and, and webcast. So um, talk a little bit about your history and, and being vegan for 10 <laughs> years and what the last 10 years have been like. Are you recording us, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> now who's interviewing us? Um, well, we, yeah, we met um, probably in like, what, like November of 95 or something. Mm -hmm. uh, we met at India House Vegetarian Cafe in Rochester. I don't know if you remember that place. Mm -hmm, sure do. Um, Megan was a waitress. She was, oh. when I first saw yep. her, she was wearing a red Punjabi and... <laughs> She had a dog choke chain around her neck <laughs> <laughs> and, and a big red lips. Were either, were either of you vegetarian at that time? Yes. Yeah, we both were. I had actually, I had actually at that point had vowed that I was only going to date vegetarians. And um, a woman that I was working with, Melanie, said, well, you know what? My ex-boyfriend's coming in and he's vegetarian. And I said, oh, well, you know, I'll have to say hi to him. And so he walked in with two friends and he sat in the corner and I looked over and I saw him and I was like, oh, wow. I was like, he's really cute. She's like, oh, you think so? And so that was... She didn't have her contacts in that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was gonna, I thought she was going to say that, that you're not their ex-boyfriend, but you were one of the two friends. <laughs> 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 no, he was the ex-boyfriend. And, um, and he left that day and Melanie never introduced us, but he left that day and he turned around at the door and he said, bye, Megan. And then he oh. and he left, and I looked at Melanie, and I said, I said, did you tell him my name? And she's like, no. She's like, no, I actually didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't introduce you guys. I didn't say anything to him. And I was like, huh. I was like, how did he know my name? And then we kind of talked back and forth a little bit through Melanie, and then eventually on, it was Christmas Eve, Derek finally called me, and we talked and found out we had a lot in common. And then he came down on, uh, like, around January 1st, and that's when we decided, like, oh, you know, let's go vegan. We've both been vegetarian for a while and knew that going vegan was the right, the right way to go, but I had tried mm -hmm. a couple times and hadn't been successful. So 
um, we said, let's do it together because that'll be easy. And okay, and tell 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 the listening audience some of the things that you guys have done in the last ten years. And I know you know obviously Derek's been heavy into vegan photography and right. making a better baking business. And right. I, we served on the Rochester Area Vegetarian Society um, board for a couple years when we lived in Rochester. And, def- and we were active in the ADL. In we were active in the Animal Defense League, um, which did protesting. Through the Vegetarian Society, we did a lot of education and outreach to the community. Um, and then we moved here and did some protests here. And we're always trying to get some kind of activism going going in Northampton, Massachusetts. And then finally, I opened a vegan bakery with a friend. And, she's and what's the name of that vegan bakery? Oh, Sweet Mama's Vegan Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> and are you on the web? Um, I am on the web. I'm on the web. You can... OhSweetMamas.com. Yep. You can mail order. Right. Everybody yep. everybody who's listening, order something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> you know, actually, Megan's baked goods and a, and, a, and a nice copy of Veg News go real well together. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. should have some kind of special. <laughs> Um, yep, and then I also have the Veganica website, which I started four years ago or something now. Or I can't remember. Ex- maybe I launched it in 2004, I guess. It's been a project in process for a long time, and I'm just about getting ready to launch an upgrade of that. Um, and what is Veganica, Derek? What is Veganica? <laughs> it's a website for vegetarian and vegan artists to show their work or... It also, you know, we have musicians and video and uh, writers and all kinds of vegetarian creatives, I like to call them. Um, so any anyone who has some kind of creative endeavor, I even, Oh Sweet Mamas is on there right now with her bakery since <laughs> Megan, <laughs> Megan's baked goods are so creative. And she's doing wedding cakes now, so she's getting really creative. Have you done any vegan wedding cakes yet, Megan? Um, I've done some simple ones for a couple of people, but I'm just starting to do, I'm going to have a couple orders this year for some complex vegan wedding cakes. <laughs> well, I want to congratulate both of you on not only 10 years of veganism, which is you know, obviously a wonderful milestone, but just also that you both have put your, you know, your diet and your lifestyle as part of, your, as part of everyday activity with your photography and, and with your, you know, artistry and with your bakery and baking, which is a different form of artistry. And you guys are, you're great. You're the future. And oh, that's how, we f- that's how we're feeling about you. <laughs> well, I know. I'm, we're, we're so amazed at how, how far Veg News has come since uh, you moved to California from like a little newspaper to a full glossy magazine with... All kinds of great stuff in there. Well, well I, I thank you for that. And you know, Veg News has always been what we've considered the community's publication, whether we were a newspaper or a magazine. We we exist so that we can spotlight what other people and other you know businesses are doing. Yes, I'm very proud of what what we've accomplished with Veg News. But at the same time, if it wasn't for people like you doing what you're doing, we wouldn't have a whole lot to report on. So right. somebody else <laughs> would have you know. Somebody else would have come along and done uh, a newspaper or a magazine, but, you know, to do a vegan photography and be at the forefront of that, you know, that, that's something that you should be honored for. And, and to be, you know, one of the very few vegan bakeries in the country is also something that Megan should be, you know, given credit for. Oh, Joe. Go on, go on. She's very proud of herself. <laughs> let's, do this, let's do this again. 
let's do this again in you know year fifteen or year twenty, and we'll yeah. Okay, well, hopefully, hopefully that hopefully the recording went well, or we might have to do it again tomorrow. <laughs> All right, that was Joe Connolly. The next interview is going to be with Nicole Rogers. Nicole was a active member in the Syracuse ADL. I met her at Mr. Arnold's Vegetarian Restaurant in Syracuse, as mm. she'll tell you in the interview. She was a very big influence on Derek for him to go vegan. Yep, and she also told me to go for Megan. She said, go vegan. <laughs> go vegan, go, go for, for Megan. Megan. Here she is. I'm here at the home of Nicole Russell, formerly Nicole Rogers. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Nicole was my inspiration to go vegan. Let's tell our listeners how you met me, Nicole. I met Derek ten and a half years ago at a vegetarian restaurant in the downtown YMCA in Syracuse. I got a job from a nice Greek guy named Achilles Bafis, and I started working in this kitchen, and the guy chopping garlic next to me was Derek, (laughs) and I thought he was the nicest hippie I'd ever met in my life, probably the only hippie I knew at the time. But Was I a hippie? You were a hippie to me. <laughs> I didn't quite know how to categorize you. I was young then. I had to categorize everyone, you know. But Derek was one of the nicest people and the cutest. that I had known. And, and yes, he was so hot. <laughs> was yeah, so what hot. Happened? <laughs> what happened? You were a vegan at, a ta- at the time? Yes, and you yeah. weren't, and you now you're evil not. bastard. No. <laughs> <laughs> I had no cooking experience whatsoever, except Nobody for I did. had a cookbook. <laughs> did Achilles? I don't know, the I owner. We just, we just looked at cookbooks every day and yeah, picked out great. recipes. It was awesome. And I remember you used to do all these funky things to recipes to make it your own. And um, But I also remember that you used to poke fun at me a little bit at the I beginning did? yes because a you're bit. a vegan or just because oh no because i was a vegan yeah an animal <laughs> rights activist and now look where we are oh, vegan man. radio by the head of veganica you know <laughs> so <laughs> times of hit times have changed for the, the tables better. have turned yeah <laughs> <laughs> i am so not in the forefront anymore <laughs> but yeah so you um we used to, remember we used to kind of freak out. I used to be very stressed, and you were always so laid back. <laughs> I used to stress out as to, like, is this going to be good? Can we serve this? And Achilles used to make this macaroni and cheese casserole. Real cheese, right? Real cheese. And, you know, of course, everybody loved it. <laughs> and it was controversy in the kitchen. And so I made this <laughs> casserole with nutritional yeast sauce one day. And Achilles came over, and he started putting all this crap in it he started putting like nutmeg and orange peel and (laughs) i swear to you like broccoli and all this stuff it became the most most loved dish there from all the vegans yeah it was delicious so denise still still my friend denise she still um salivates over it do do we we have the recipe in existence i don't think it ever existed it was just achilles yeah he would just toss stuff in and (laughs) i would make my nutritionally sauce and then together it would be a good combination wow <laughs> we had fun and then you started to come around you you started to ask me a bunch of questions you were inquisitive really yeah about veganism you were a good student i wish i had more of you <laughs> you taught me taught me the ropes i have no idea how i inspired you other than it's because you are so such a joyful happy person yes not eating meat and dairy makes you very happy people Listen to this. Well, I was already vegetarian. So. <laughs> but you weren't happy. You were only <laughs> laid miserable. back. I was bound up by cheese. <laughs> I couldn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it made him very cranky. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
And then do you remember Megan coming into the picture at all? Can I tell the story of the first day I heard Megan? You went to an Indian restaurant and probably ate wonderful vegan food because Indians make the best food. And um, the waitress was gorgeous. And you came home (laughs) and you were in the restaurant telling me, Nicole, I met the most beautiful woman in the whole wide world. (laughs) She's a waitress at the Indian restaurant and her name is Megan. And then uh, that was it. That was history. That was it? That was it. And then Megan came. There must have been more to it. (laughs) Megan, that's all I remember. And then I remember seeing Megan come by the restaurant with you. And you said, oh, he's right. (laughs) I said, besides myself, she really is the most beautiful (laughs) woman. No, kidding. Um, Yeah, and then she used to come by the restaurant. And uh, yeah, you you guys were great. Hmm. Still are. Yeah. Yeah. Vegan Radio. Because the animals are listening to... Okay, listeners, we're back, and it's January in Northampton. We've got Rob and Jen up from the Animal Defense League, organizers of ADL. Don't try to cut me off. (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite thing to do, Derek. Rob and Jen were kooky characters, as Megan likes to say. Yep, they were in the cast of kooky characters of Rochester, New York. the queen of the kooks. (laughs) The kooky queen, I used to call her my kooky queen. Every time I introduced her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, those days. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Sad. Maybe Rob and Jen can cheer us up. (laughs) All right. We're here in Fairport, New York um, with Rob and Jen, former... ADL members. ADL. They ran the Rochester Animal Defense League back in the 90s in its heyday. And it's now defunct because without their leadership, it just crumbled. Could you tell us what the ADL was about and how you got involved? Well, um, you know, the, an- the ADL, the Animal Defense League, was an animal rights organization. And um, you know, we got involved through the Syracuse ADL. We used to go to shows and stuff and um, talk to all the ADL people there in Syracuse. And you know, we sort of found that you know, there was an ADL in Rochester and that we wanted to get involved. And you know, shortly after we got involved, the, you know, we, we took over the group. So the ADL was tied in with the Syracuse hardcore scene a little bit? Well, it, that was definitely how we found out about it. You know, And I, I think they gained a lot of membership through the hardcore scene at the time. You still into hardcore, Rob? <laughs> yes, I am. Are um, you really? Yes. You're still into, so you're still into that music scene? Well, I, I mean, I, I still listen to the music a lot, and I enjoy it, and I still get the CDs, but I don't really go to shows that often. It's, it's been a long time. You're still playing music? Occasionally. Who's your, who's your favorite vegan hardcore band right now? Right now, it's hard to say. I mean, of all time would be Earth Crisis. Still Earth Crisis. Earth Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jen? What was your uh, early involvement in the ADL? Were you in the hardcore scene or you just uh, tagged along with Rob? Well, at, at first, I obviously tagged along with Rob. I was more of a softer music type of person. Like Barry Manilow and... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My personal favorite. Neil Diamond. <laughs> we remember one of our early memories of you guys was that um, your r- freezer was stocked with frozen orange juice. <laughs> what, what was up with that? You know, I was just thinking about that earlier today. And like That was one of the things I remember from you guys making fun of me about that. I well, just like orange juice a lot. It's funny because you guys know Steve Girls, right? No. 
Oh, you don't know Steve Grills. Okay, he's another vegan from around town. And it, at the same time that we knew you guys, we knew the Steve Grills. And he had a recycling bin full only of Eden Soy soy milk containers and Erewhon Raisin Bran cardboard containers. So it's kind of like he was... So we thought if you guys all got together for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> if there's ever like a, a nuclear attack, you could... Um, you guys could hole up somewhere and you'd, you'd have all the... You'd have all the essential nutrients. <laughs> Do you remember when um, you guys were in the ADL when I came in, when I started to attend meetings? Yep. Do you remember when, yep. when I started attending meetings or when Derek and I started to attend attending meetings? Or do you remember anything about meeting us or... Anything interesting? All I remember is a chic girl with all the cool jewelry and, <laughs> and oh, well, Jen, and chokers on coming, <laughs> coming to the meetings and having a lot of an intelligent things to say. Oh, yeah, I remember you were very outspoken in the beginning. You like <laughs> a lot of us were sort of nervous be, you know, being there because I like me and Jen didn't know anybody at the time. It was just all these cool that. hardcore kids. I remember that it was sort of like their own clique in Rochester. It was very clicky and. You know, it, it took a little while for even us to, you know, say, hey, you know, this is what we need to be doing. But I right. remember you came right out the first time I met you and you're like, you know, hey, we need to do this and this. And Yeah. Well, I did get most outspoken in high school. <laughs> <laughs> shocker. <laughs> that's, that's a shocker for, for our listeners, I know. <laughs> I think shortly afterwards, um, you started bringing Derek to to the meetings. And it was a lot of fun because he always had something outlandish or <laughs> on a tangent thing to say but we we loved him nonetheless <laughs> you know what jen that's a great word for derek outlandish <laughs> haven't really heard that word used a lot but that's a perfect description i really, really i like that one outlandish <laughs> <laughs> that one i think works really well i'm gonna i'm gonna use that one from now on okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm the quiet, laid-back kind of guy, and uh, <laughs> I'm just kind of Megan's sidekick, really. But. Yeah. But you always see something going on in his head. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm very deep. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> um, see, there so, it is. So now, now you guys are married. Oh, let's talk about your wedding. Um, the first vegan wedding ever at Farm Sanctuary, weren't you? Yeah. That mm-hmm. was exciting. How'd you, how'd you hook that one up? Well, I, I just... You know, Rob was raised Jewish, and I was raised Lutheran, and um, o- only only on Easter, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I just didn't know where we should get married. Um, that wouldn't be offensive, and you know, I'm like, I wish I had a place where I felt spiritual to get married at, and where I felt, you know, and you did, and I found some place, and it dawned on me, and I was like, the you know, the proverbial light bulb going off. And I called and I asked if it would be possible. And at the time, the the director of the farm sanctuary was very into it. And um, she was all going to get uh, a lot of publicity. She's like, would you mind the news being there? And I'm like, no, I wouldn't mind at all. But the director, um, I guess it just changed hands, the directorship at that time, um, just a couple of months before our wedding. So we we didn't get the news footage that should have been. Uh. That's too bad. But you're you're definitely sure that you were the first vegan wedding or the first wedding at Farm Sanctuary. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they were. Yes. Okay. And um yeah, we did I have quite a <laughs> photographer for that yeah, wedding. Too. I heard about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Derek photographed the wedding. <laughs> we still get lots of compliments <laughs> on our pictures. 
And so, and then you were married, and then you decided to procreate, and how'd that go? Um, <laughs> um, well, since the product of the procreation is sitting on my lap, I think it went okay. <laughs> it went fantastic. So you have two vegan children. Yeah. Um, how's vegan raising vegan children been? Well, it's it's funny because I would, you, if you asked me like the first year of her life, I would have said, "Oh, it's great. It's a piece of cake." Um, I I realized afterwards that a lot of people that I met were judging me behind my back, mm. and socially, it's hard. Um, you really have to search for those friends um, that that aren't going to judge you. Rob and Jen, do you have any do you have any stories or any uh, memories of us, any interesting stories, memories, anything that comes to mind? I remember a protest where we had a cage set up. It was a circus <laughs> protest. And the the biggest volunteer to go inside the cage was, was Megan. <laughs> anything where I could use my drama skills. <laughs> and... Uh, I, I specifically remember a few tears to the kids' eyes. Please, <laughs> please don't go. Please in there don't let her out. <laughs> <laughs> She's look, vicious. Look what they do to me. They don't feed me right. I do remember that. I remember being like really vocal and like yeah, and saying please, please don't. And um, afterwards, we went to my apartment, and I was totally convinced that shaving my head was the way to go. All right, so I had a shaved head at that time. <laughs> Oh, memories. Do you remember the protest where someone threw meat at Megan? <gasps> that was terrible. I don't think Rob, I was at that one. Rob yes. remembers that one. Yes, I remember that. Oh, Tell us about it, Rob. We, that was, we need some Rob stories That was here. next to the Starbucks or Brugger's or something like that? That was McDonald's. Well, oh, on was it? Monroe Ave. Was, oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, that was in I don't know, someone threw like hamburgers or something at us. Yeah, they went protest. specifically bought from the store. It was like in the package yeah. or something. <laughs> and came back out and threw it at us. Yes, I remember that. Ugh. That was pretty traumatic, I have to say. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I'm to bigger and better things. <laughs> what did you guys do with the hamburgers after <laughs> after you cleaned Megana? Did you go home and cook them up and feed them to the cats? Or? I think mm. we just left them there. Oh, okay. Any uh, any great stories about me? <laughs> for a while, we thought it was funny that we only heard poop from you. <laughs> only heard poop. The word me. poop. The word poop. <laughs> so every time we thought of Derek, we thought of the word poop. You know how you're. What? Derek, you're a, you're still obsessed. What are you talking about? You're obsessed with anything to do fecal. Scatophobia. What are you talking yeah. about? I can't believe you're questioning that. Questioning you have what? projects centering around the fecal matter and projects. <laughs> oh my! What are you gosh. talking about? When I go to the bathroom in the morning? <laughs> Derek, why are you acting? I'm so vegan and I poop three times a day. Why, <laughs> why are you acting? Minimum. So surprised about this. Derek Goodwin has projects about about the digestive system, and he's very he's very obsessed with. Pickle matter and <laughs> poop and how it all, how it all comes out on the other end. Okay. <laughs> also on the obsession list was my sister's broken toe. Oh, so I remember that, that little was, wiggly that thing. I still have nightmares. About that. <laughs> <laughs> that was when we saw Anna, Anna's 
new bikini too for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that story. Yeah, I don't think she we should was go a, there. Uh, you remember our friend Anna Banana, right? Yeah. She was in the ADL, and she she was also a seamstress. So she and and she was also a little bit of an exhibitionist. So a little bit. Those things put together. She when we went to Ithaca. Was it Ithaca? Yeah. She yeah, created a bikini that was not really... <laughs> it was like the color of flesh. And it was... It was. It was about like uh, a gram of fabric. <laughs> <laughs> and when you see pictures of it, if we have a picture of it in one of our photo <laughs> albums. And when you turn the page and you see it, you're like, is she wearing anything? It just blends <laughs> right in. naked woman? <laughs> it just blends right in with her skin. <laughs> I think Natalie would like to say something in the microphone. Oh, okay. Natalie, five-year-old, almost five-year-old vegan child of Rob and Jen. Go ahead. They're vegan. All right. Good job. You know, the hard part with children is, uh, you know, you go to school functions and, you know, for Valentine's Day, they'll get chocolates. And, you mm -hmm. know, my, my children have had it explained to them. So I, I ask them, I say, do you want to have this dairy chocolate? And my little girl says, no way. And she goes, right. I want my special chocolate. So, you know, I I don't know why I ask her, but I do, <laughs> I guess, out of curiosity. And, um, sure. And for her to make, now that she's getting a little older, to make some of her own choices. Um, but I, I really feel like, um, and I've talked with Lena about this too, I've said, well, is it hard to not be doing activism? And, and she says, well, I feel like this this is a form of activism, which is raising a vegan family. You know, I think that's I think that's another form of activism and it's just your activism is taking it's taking another form and you're you know, you're like raising the children that are gonna become the adults. The you, leaders the, of the next the generation. The leaders of the next generation and, and some of those leaders are gonna be vegan. All right. Well that sums up our Robin Jen interview. This is Derek Edwin. <laughs> this is Megan Shackleford. Thanks, Robin Jen. Go vegan. And now we have Anna Banana Hartwell, one of our first roommates in Rochester, New York. She's a vegan. She's an animal lover. She's an exhibitionist. And she makes vegan mudslides. <laughs> what Not else the kind could we they say? Have in California. Um, what else could we say? Well, we could say that biologist. She's getting married, and she's or she is married, and she's pregnant too. Yep. She's our second. She Second Pregnant friend. Vegan. Second vegan. Prego with baby. Vegan, vegan baby. baby's on the way into the world. Yep. It's very exciting. When are you going to have a baby, Megzy? <laughs> Never. It's too, too many bad. kids in this world. That's true. It's true. Well, here's Anna Banana. We're here with Anna Banana Hotwell. Hi. Anna, could you tell us about the first time that you met... Megan or I or both of us? Well, actually, I met Derek at an ADL protest. And oh, yeah. I believe that he was holding a sign about cow excrement. But <laughs> no. I, that might have been me. Something but to I, do with excrement. But I think it was Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was Derek. I don't remember the exact saying, but it was something about the amount of cow excrement produced in the United States every year. <laughs> no, Derek has some kind of focus on excrement. We can't talk about um, excrement on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about the, the actual excrement, but not the process of producing it. So, and, what, and then how did you meet Megan? And just at an ADL meeting? Yeah. Yep. 
I think I believe she came in late actually to the ADL meeting. That's that's very surprising. <laughs> She's always on time. <laughs> I think I remember. I think I I I I remember and you had pretty long hair. I do remember the first time I met you. Yep. And um and then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and then what? How happened? did we become friends? I don't remember actually. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I think we probably picked you out and said, "Oh, there's somebody that's cool in this group." And then yeah, and then got you as our friend. <laughs> and then you moved. Did you move in with us at um, Benton, or you didn't move in till? I moved in to Benton Street at the last uh, for the last month of your the stay last stay there on Benton. Do you have any um, favorite Megan and Derek stories? I remember when I was living in Marlboro with you guys, and I remember that that the weekends were very special in the morning because um, in the morning I'd be sleeping upstairs and all of a sudden Rage Against the Machine would be blasting (laughs) from the radio downstairs and you could smell the pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) The vegan pancakes. (laughs) And then, you know, after a while we had to come down and have pancakes. (laughs) And it was all very special. (laughs) Do you remember our attic dweller? I do remember Burling our attic that. dweller. <laughs> His rent was paid in washing dishes, dishes, which I don't know if that was fair or not because sure it was of, fair. We fed him like a king. The amount of dishes we produced, he was working all day long washing those dishes. <laughs> oh, he ate like a king. He lived like a king. Any um, any thoughts on the cross country trip? You remember. I remember. <laughs> remember. Remember how you always wanted to pee on the side of the road, and I was like, no, we can't. Well, it was like we were going through the desert, and we've passed all these ghost towns, no bathrooms whatsoever. So my sister and I had to pee really bad, so we decided to get out and pee <laughs> next to the car. And I don't know what Megan was expecting, where she was expecting us to I don't know pee, either. But... <laughs> If we had gone out like right like behind like, one of those scrawny little cactuses, I don't know if that would have been better for her but probably <laughs> probably true. You would have been you would have been seen by more cars. <laughs> you would have had a little prickly behind too. What was the what was your story um or what what had you talked about when something about when I was like washing my face with the what like our drinking water or something and you got really upset? Well, the thing was that we were stranded in this place with no vehicle and in Tehachapi, California, <laughs> like right outside of the Mojave Desert. And on Tehachapi Mountain. On Tehachapi Mountain in a camping ground. And there was a water spigot, but we didn't know if we should drink the water. But, you know, we could use it for, you know, washing the dishes and that sort of thing. But we had you know, gallons of drinking water with us. And right. we're, you know, we're just, you know, doing the camping thing or whatever. And we we look over and Megan's washing her face <laughs> with the last dredges of our drinking water <laughs> supply. Hmm. I think it was an emergency, listeners. <laughs> yeah. I think it was an emergency situation. My face was quite oily. <laughs> Anna, we found out. Uh, is pregnant. Pregos. Pregos with vegan baby. She got married to a vegan. 
Luis. How'd you meet him? I met Luis on the internet. Yeah. Another successful internet love story, which I I happen to know about a lot of them, which is very interesting to me. A lot of people meeting on the internet, getting married. It's just so hard to, you know, find somebody in your location that's that's you know, vegan or vegetarian. What are you supposed to do? Put up flyers or something? I don't know. <laughs> so no, did you did you just Google them or how'd you find them? Um, I actually used Veggie Date. <laughs> that Veggie Date veggie actually date. works. Shout for, out to Veggie Date. Didn't work for Derek and I, but but it's working for others. I know. Well, we, we tried. <laughs> I think Megan's still on there, listeners. If you want to find her, <laughs> <laughs> I am actually still on Veggie Date. Well, you don't have to pay <clears throat> to keep your picture up. So I know she's still looking. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for the right vegan man. So you guys got married in uh, Las Vegas. Did you? Get, was it Elvis that married you? Or? No, not Elvis, but uh, Louis An wanted impersonator. Louis wanted Elvis, but <laughs> <laughs> but I said, and you know that's a little bit over the top, don't you think? <laughs> I think so. Well, if it was a vegan Elvis, so you're pregnant. How'd that happen? Well, you know, when a man and woman love each other <laughs> very much. <laughs> So that happened pretty quickly after your wedding. Um, about a month ago, I would say. Were you guys having sex every day, or? Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, enough of your personal <laughs> questions, okay? Derek, um, the instigator. So are, now, do you have any apprehensions about raising a vegan child? Mm. No, I don't have any apprehensions about it because. Luis and I feel very strongly about it, and we will read all the books we need to read in order to do it. So, and we're gonna try to find a vegetarian doctor. So, and where do you live? We're we're living out um, in Orange County in California. That's where Luis works. So, if any of our listeners know of a vegetarian doctor out in Orange County, let us know at Vegan Radio www.veganradio.com, okay. and we'll forward it to Anna. Next up is our good friend, Burley Matt. Burley Matt, addict dweller, chemist. Maker of mind maps. Vegetarian, break dancer. Crazy man. <laughs> Crazy insane. And he's, uh, oh yeah, he, lo- he likes Starbucks coffee a lot too, doesn't he? He does, unfortunately. <laughs> he's got a few, a few habits, you know. A few what? flaws. We, we got him to go we vegan. We forgive him. We got him to go vegan, then he went back to vegetarianism and... Um, but, you know, when we met him, he was a meat eater, so he's still ahead of the game, but he he has a, a few character flies we're still working on. <laughs> we'll work them out. We'll, we'll work those bugs out, listeners. We Don't still, worry. We, on, we only see him a couple times a year, so it's it's hard for us to uh, to totally get him to conform, but <laughs> we're working. We're working on it, listeners. Here's Burly Matt. Burly Matt. There's, this is Derek Goodwin, foreign news correspondent for Vegan Radio. We're here in Rochester, New York at the Spot Coffee, this crazy giant coffee shop in Rochester, with Matt Hudson, my favorite Rochester coffee drinking pal. How you doing today, Matt? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm Megan Shackelford, also here with Derek Goodwin and Matt, Burley Matt Hudson. How'd you get that name, Burley Matt? Uh, I don't want to go into that. <laughs> I'll tell you, listeners. <laughs> He's quite a burly walker. That's how he got the nickname Burly. Do you want to tell our, our listeners about the first time you saw Burly Matt? Oh, the first time I saw Burly Matt, he hopped out of a white pickup truck and walked across the 
driveway, I recall, and I think he was going to help move some furniture for some friends. And he walked past me, and his arms were out so far from his body, and he was so... It, he wasn't a hulky guy. Kind of like uh, Ben Stiller or a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, similar to Ben Stiller. And I, he was he's not a big guy, like a big muscular guy, but he appeared, the way he was walking was so burly. I said, man, that guy's burly. And ever since that day, we called him Burly Matt. Well, he had the flannel shirt and the pickup truck too, right? <laughs> <laughs> he had a little redneck issue going on, but we forgave him. <clears throat> so, Matt, um, could you tell us about your path to vegetarianism and how Megan and I uh, it's helped classified. you on the way. <laughs> Come on, man. We need some, in, we need some uh, content. Should we give some background about Burley Matt, that he's a chemist? He's getting his uh, Ph.D. in chemistry, I believe. Is that true? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Someday. Is it true that you got into chemistry so that you could start an LSD lab? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know... Back in the day. <laughs> I know you don't want to do that now. But. That, that, that may not be such a good thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a computational chemist now. I work for Dr. Garvey. I do physical chemistry. started out doing mass spec in his lab, and now I'm doing computational work. You're going for your doctorate? I'm working on my Ph.D. But, and that will happen when? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... I have to defend my synopsis and my proposal, and then I have a few more years, most likely, and then I'll do my dissertation. Oh, and, uh, so you have, like, at least three more years to get your doctorate then. Sometimes it takes you, seven to ten years. You are one it. of those full-time students forever and ever. It's getting old. Yeah. Just, just like School I School is am. getting old. <laughs> <laughs> just like you are. So could you talk about your um, path to vegetarianism a little bit? Basically, I, I used to eat meat. Um, I mean, hot dogs, hamburgers, all that. And I met uh, a few people here and there that, that kind of were constantly, you know, not necessarily trying to push me toward it. Uh, I just, just being in the right, having the right surroundings. I guess your mind just opens up if you're around the right people. And then uh, basically just one day I looked around. I was, I was walking around with this dog named Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember and, this. Um, and I just, I mean, I had already tried to go you know slowly go towards you know start eating a little less meat that really wasn't what opened my eyes i was just walking around with this dog and he just happened to have these fleas at one point and he was really chewing and everybody knows i mean we all know when we look at an animal we kind of have we can tell that they have emotions and 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 they feel pain and when when he reached down and or when he was chewing on himself he was he was in a lot of pain and i looked down and i had this it was sort of like one of those those flashes. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely a flash. A whole bunch of them <laughs> everywhere. Uh, and then I just I just said, well, I can't eat an animal. You know, I mean, they feel pain. There's no reason why we have to uh, we have to murder them. To you know, if we can if we can survive without murdering another life form, uh, then you know we should. Sentient life form, because we do kill plants. I, I have another theory on plants, but I'll, uh -oh. I think I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> um, I, plants I, are evil. We must kill them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think plants. I don't think plants are, are evil or anything. I think that they're just another extension of us. What about Venus flytraps? <laughs> Venus flytraps? <laughs> Maybe they're yeah, just I, another way. I think way. flies think they're evil. 
<laughs> I don't know. They're 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 strange, uh, but um, they don't scream and, and howl if you stab them. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what about that planned on uh, that movie? Um, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, Little yeah. Shop of Horrors. What about that? Plan? I think. Uh, <laughs> I heard, I, it, I heard it making some noise. Another, another little uh, thing that was kind of a, something that set me on my path, I, I think I was with Caleb. Another suspect from our past, uh, yes. We went to see you, I think, Derek, took us to see Africa, the Serengeti. It's just basically, you know, a bunch of animals running around and a bunch of herbivores and a bunch of carnivores, and you, you basically get to see all this chaos. I mean, that's all, that's all it was, and... When you see it, it, it has an effect on you. Do you have any um, Megan and Derek memories that you'd like to share with our listeners? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, they took me in when I was beginning my, my first two years of school. They took me in when I was homeless. Uh, <laughs> let me live in their attic and fed me vegan food, good vegan food for, for the first uh, couple of semesters. And what did you have to do in return, Burley? Oh, my God. They made me do everything they could possibly get out of me. Uh, but the, the, the great thing about it was I got, great, I got great food, and I was probably the healthiest that I've ever been. And we had uh, clean dishes. <laughs> Burley did all our dishes. So, okay, so we, right, dishes. we cooked away. We cooked and we cooked, and we never, we never had they a problem had no cooking re- because, had- <laughs> because Burley Matt had to do all the dishes in uh, repayment for... They would um, just grab an extra dish every chance they got. It seemed like (laughs) I'd look, and she's like, oh, I'll just grab another one. Matt Matt was never a speedy dishwasher. (laughs) These dishes would be up. He'd be up till about 2 in the morning doing dishes. (laughs) I think he ever. And about the dishwashing. He he did about like 15 dishes an hour. They never did know about the dark demon that was in the back of my mind telling me to kill them all. <laughs> uh, but I, I fought that off and listened to the words of Sai Baba. <laughs> Sa- Sai Baba over, overcame, overcame those other words to kill us. <laughs> so far, yeah. <laughs> so th- was, was, did you, you met us when we were at Benton Street and then uh, in Marlborough Street. You lived with us. Yeah, you lived at both. How about your little um, mugging in near our Marlboro neighborhood. Oh, that that was actually a that was a kind of a turning point for me um, in, a, in a way. I mean, I was staying with you guys out in out in Rochester on Marlboro Street and I was just trying to make ends meet working this temporary position and some guy robbed me on my bike. The thing is, at that point I was such a I was so trusting possible. of everyone uh, that um, I didn't see this guy coming, and I don't think anybody really would have, but it kind of scarred me for a little while. I, I, didn't, I went through a good three or four weeks where I really didn't trust anybody, um, and you know, I, was, I was a little less uh, likely to just go up and talk to people that I didn't know or you know, just converse with, with people. Um, then, then but you-, uh, it, you, you can make a choice. You can, you, you can, you can let those things you know, affect you in such a manner that... You can uh, you can be standoffish or, or or have your guard constantly up, but then you never get the joy of meeting new people and opening up to them. And then you saw the guy when you were working at a temp job. Oh yeah, I actually saw the guy uh, a couple of weeks later and, and had him arrested. It was funny because the FBI or the FBI, the guys that came down looked like FBI guys, but they had these crazy purple suits on. I thought it was like a cartoon. It was really odd. 
<clears throat> but uh, yeah, I had him arrested, and it was it was kind of freakish. Turned out the guy lived right around the corner, so you know uh, they found the gun, and it turned out all right. I guess he did some community service, and you know hopefully that changed him. But I haven't seen him since. Next up, we have our friend Tammy McBath. We met her early on in our vegan years. She was one of our early roommates at Benton Street. You might have heard us talk about that. It was Megan and my first home together. Very sweet. Always a pleasure to talk with. And she's, uh, we're, we're voting her most likely to be the next pregnant vegetarian in our circle of friends. <laughs> so it's coming up quick. She's getting married this I summer. I feel it upon us. She's getting married this summer and seems like every time our friends get married, the next thing they do is have babies, so. Some kind of strange tradition. I don't know. It's it's like an American thing, you know. But Vegetarian or not. <clears throat> that's why Megan and I never got married. We were worried about having kids. Yeah, we didn't want that to befall us. And now it's out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tammy. Can you remember the first time you met us? Well, in person or on the phone? Either one. Whatever is a better story. Probably <laughs> in person. Well, I think I met you in the summer of 1997. And Benton Street, you guys interviewed me on the phone. It was the summer of 97. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I decided that I uh, had wanted to live in a vegan household. And, really? Uh, not just vegetarian? Oh, no. I wanted to live in a vegan household. Wow. Because at that point, I was I was pretty hardcore vegan. Yeah. And uh, Anna Banana Hartwell recommended you guys as potential roommates and said that you were really nice people. So I said, okay. I don't believe a it, word. I'll give it a try. <laughs> and You guys uh, went to college together? Yeah, Anna and I were. Um, actually, Anna and I met each other the first week of college our freshman year and hmm. we're friends ever since That's so um, she said oh Megan and Derek they're wonderful you should go live with them they need a roommate so I uh, moved in and I think the first few days that I was there it was kind of funny you guys were gone somewhere and so I was there by myself with huh. Um, what was who were the roommates there at that time? Was Zipo? <laughs> was it Zipo yeah. and Zipo and Caleb? Caleb and um, which was a little bit scary because you know knowing those characters and yeah. not really knowing, you know, I didn't know anybody at the time, and so right. you guys were gone, and I remember feeling really sad and lonely oh. for like the first three days. But what ended up happening is like you guys came home, and. And I, I tell this story every time I talk about you guys about how long I've known you, is that when you guys came home, we, I don't know what started happening, but we were laughing so hard. <laughs> and I think, I, I remember that summer being like, one of the best summers I had because I had never laughed so hard in my life. And it just changed my whole perspective and I ended up having a really wonderful summer and, um... and then we were friends for life. That's nice. That's a nice story. That was a nice story. Yeah, that was a good summer on Benton Street. Any other Megan and Derek stories? Oh, I've got plenty. Where do I start? <laughs> um, so you guys were kind of my first introduction into um, oh the group that we we kind of were hanging out with. Um, there was like the the vegetarian, the Rochester 
area of vegetarian society. So right. I was going to a lot of meetings with that and somehow got involved with... Um, they had me, they interviewed me about um, being the dairy princess and then turning vegan. <laughs> and I think you guys got me into that. They interviewed you? Well, I was, it was, I did a talk at one of the meetings. Really? Yeah. I don't even remember that. On being the dairy princess? On being a dairy princess and then turning vegan. And then turn, oh. Yep. And, uh, oh. That's funny. I also got my first taste of um, the animal liberation group that was out there. And Good we used, old ADL. And I had never done protests before, but you guys were my first introduction to protests and to, um, huh. you know, all that really great stuff. And I remember we went to McDonald's a couple of times, which yeah. was always pretty fun. We always got the fries and Coke. <laughs> we did not. <laughs> no, so, and, and that was my, my first taste of uh, civil disobedience, I guess. Ah. You guys introduced me to that. It was also, I remember, one of the very first summers that, like, I don't think we watched TV at all. Like, we always no. were doing something. We were always, like, Derek was always entertaining us with his guitar or Naked Guitar Man? <laughs> oh, that was just Megan. Oh, that was just with <laughs> Megan. Oh, I didn't see that. Thank God. Um, Megan and I baked a lot. Like, we yeah. would come home, like, late at night, and we'd be up, like, 1 o'clock in the morning yeah. trying to figure out how Making. to make some certain recipe vegan. Yep. And that was always a lot of fun. How about that Seinfeld party? <laughs> Oh, that was that was after I moved out and I was living down the street right. off of Monroe Avenue and we had we had a I think I had people over to watch the last episode of Seinfeld which I don't remember at all. I think it was really bad, wasn't it? It was terrible. It was terrible. But would we we had did we have You wanted her to talk about the the tofu incident. Oh, the tofu. Incident. That oh, wasn't the Seinfeld tell us party. about Kyle and tofu. <laughs> Kyle and the tofu incident. Take one. So, my ex-boyfriend Kyle was uh, carnivore, and Megan and Derek didn't approve of that. <laughs> they made we're, it. We're trying to get rid of him from day one. They made it their life mission to uh, to harass him about his meat eating habits, and uh, which was you know always entertaining. But uh, we, ha- I had a potluck, a vegan potluck at my house, and he came over. And Megan and Derek were there, and I made my uh, peanut butter pie, which I got the recipe from Megan and Derek, and uh, which is also still a, a staple recipe. I think I've been making for ten years now. Yep. Um, but anyways, he knew that I made peanut butter pie with tofu, but he would never eat tofu. He hated it, and uh, for tofu-phobia. some tofu-phobia. Tofu-phobia, and uh, tofobia. Tofobia. Uh, that's a. That's, I have to look that one up. Mm-hmm. But anyways, he ended up eating it, and then... Uh, and he liked it. And he liked it, and then he got very upset when I was like, I can't believe you're eating it, it has tofu in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he got very mad at me, and what did he say? He, like, accused us... Of, like, trying of, to... Of entrapment, almost, of, like, trying <laughs> tofu to... Tofu entrapment. Tofu entrapment. That was almost the end of your relationship, then. Yeah, it pretty much was. Too bad, huh? <laughs> 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 Too bad it, it, it hung on for another five years after that. <laughs> yeah. wow. uh, it was funny, because by the time we... Megan and I... At the beginning, Megan and I wanted you, you to have a vegetarian boyfriend, so we were, we're always hoping you would get rid of Kyle, and then by the time we finally started to warm up to him... You are ready to get rid of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the funny thing about that is you are the guy, you are the ones that introduced me to Matt. That's true. Her new fiance. Fiance. My fiance. So you guys, I have to thank for, 
for that yeah, wonderful Matt, gift. Matt loves tofu. Matt loves tofu. He does. Now, only if I could get him to do the laundry. Only <laughs> <laughs> well, could get him off the couch. Should be good. <laughs> no. So that's that's the funny part about it. Um, but the ironic thing about Kyle, as soon as we broke up, I think a few weeks later, he wanted to let me know that he had started to eat tofu. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Way to Tammy's heart. Good Lord. Trying to win me back. I remember another incident, incident with Kyle when we moved here to Northampton and you guys came to visit, and we went to the... Um, the Japanese restaurant, Teapot. Teapot. And Kyle ordered some big kind of like... Steak. Steak soup or something. Yeah, it was and beef it, soup. Beef soup, and it, and, and it came out, and it had like giant floating chunks of tofu. <laughs> <laughs> I remember all of us were like rolling, <laughs> falling off our chairs. It that was, was so funny. funny. He took that pretty well, though. He did. <laughs> he was a better sport at that point, I think. Yeah, I think so. So you're planning a vegetarian wedding? I am, actually. Mostly vegan wedding. Hopefully a cake from Oh Sweet Mamas. If you're lucky. If I'm lucky. Um, A vegan photographer named Derek Goodwin. Heard he's the best in town. That's true. Best best not only in town, but best vegan photographer in the world. (laughs) Yep. And um, we're having uh, mostly vegan food options. Except for the steak tartare. No. <laughs> no steak. All vegetarian. All going to be vegetarian. Hopefully mostly vegan. I'm working that out with the caterers right now, so we'll see what happens. I Who's have a your few... caterer? Uh, well, unfortunately, at the Red Barn, they have made it the law now that you can only use the um, college's caterer, Sodexo. And I'm not yeah. so sure how well their vegan cooking skills are, but we'll see. Uh-oh. I might have to bring uh, the vegan police with me to... Uh, <laughs> Kind of enforce. We'll just bring a bunch of spices and mix them in if we have to. Yeah. Well, you guys are going to have to help me figure out a menu that's going to appeal to all of those non-vegetarians so we can turn them over to yeah. being more something open hearty. to it. Yeah, something good. I guess I want to I want to say one thing just kind of like as a, a side note about um, how, how funny it is that, or not funny, but in the way that it's just been really nice that you guys came into my life almost 10 years ago. And um, and how it's just been really wonderful. I think you've been a really major influence in my life in the way that I've yeah. kind of, you know, become more aware and more ethical about my eating habits and, and the way that I see things. And um, you kind of like, you know, brought me to this wonderful place called Northampton and... You know, introduced yeah. it to me, and now here I am, and and Thanks, Tammy. we're all still friends and hanging out, and I still enjoy your friendship. And and you were even a sweet mama for a little while. I was. Yeah, for a long while. For a long while. Yeah, I'm so proud of Maggie. Oh, go on, go on. <laughs> Tammy and I started out, oh, sweet mamas, and it was definitely her instigation, and uh, I would not, probably would not have, definitely would not have done it on my own. So that's definitely a shout-out to Tammy. Shout-out to Tammy. (laughs) The McBath. All right, listeners. (laughs) Megan's going to take some voice lessons. All her life, she's been a man. All my life, I'm in a rambling mind. I never knew she was a man all those years we were going out, but now I know. How would you keep that hidden from me? Doing the best I can. All right. <laughs> How'd you keep that hidden from me that you were a man? I don't know. It was quite quite hard, but I I persevered. Hmm. 
That's why you always turn the lights out when we were uh, getting naked. Derek, we're not putting that in the show. Oh, yes, we are. No, we're not. I'm the show editor. Derek. (laughs) I don't think it's a good idea. Why? Our listeners know we were naked together once. (laughs) No, they don't. Well, they might be interested. Sure, I bet they are now. Listeners, we're no longer together, but once we were naked. Oh, my God. And it was fun. (laughs) I came and I conquered. That's what you sound like. Wow. (laughs) Well, maybe uh, I came. I don't know if I conquered. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Anyway, Steve Grills is our next uh, and last interview of this segment. We're going to be back in a week with the uh, Rochester Area Vegetarian Society years. Some more exciting interviews. Um, Steve Grills is a blues guitarist in Rochester, New York. So He's got the blues. He's vegan yeah. and he's got the blues. He's been at it for a while. And uh, his band's called The Roadmasters. Steve Grills and The Roadmasters. And if you're ever in Rochester, New York, you should check the papers and see if they're playing because they're really good. And um, after his interview, it's going to go right into one of his songs. And we're not going to talk anymore. So this is our goodbye to you. Well, we hope you enjoy the today's show and the interview with Steve Grills. Over and out, Vegan Radio. This You're has been Megan Shackleford. Vegan Radio, and you can find out everything about this show at our show notes at www.veganradio.com. Check us out. Check us out, baby. We're here with Steve Grill from the Roadmasters, the Rochester Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> One of Rochester's big tourist attractions uh the blues legend steve grills and the roadmaster so steve uh, road, roadmasters that's the band name not, <laughs> not like get it together derek not a duo of steve grills and roadmaster <laughs> even though sometimes i've done gigs and it's billed that way it's oh, I see. steve grills and the roadmaster is though like a like me and the guy known as, or gal known as the Roadmaster. No, I, I thought it was a silent S, I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> no. It so, sounded. We've heard tell from uh, your uh, partner that um, Megan was one of the influences in your going vegan. Is that true? Yes, it is. She kind of got me interested and in got me thinking about it. Yeah, that's true. So after that i i decided to uh not just be a vegetarian but to cut out all animal products from my diet and i thought it was a good idea i think megan and i remember you most from um every time we went out to eat you already there at the restaurant we chose to go to eating (laughs) i'm sorry i didn't mean to do that sorry it was always a nice surprise i think you're all that it wasn't like, oh, my God, there's that guy again. <laughs> no, it was like, there's our buddy Steve. Yeah. Oh, we can always count on him at to fir- be there. At first we thought you were our stalker, but then uh, <laughs> then we realized that you were just another fan of uh, vegetarian cuisine yeah. in Rochester. Small town and the dining options are limited. And if you're a vegetarian, you're bound to cross paths eventually. So back then, um, I think the two best places were the Mission and India House vegetarian cafe is that what you remember that's what i remember yeah the the mission cafe was a great vegetarian restaurant it was 
very sorry to see it go. And the uh, India House Vegetarian Cafe, that's been going for, gee, uh, say at least maybe 13 or 14 years. Yeah. It's definitely, I remember, 10 years because it was 10 years ago that I worked there. The thing that's interesting about that restaurant, which you probably know more than I do, is that the, the, the Indian cuisine is specifically South Indian, whereas it seems to me most Indian restaurants probably are not. Most places that you can go to are, are North Indian, and what makes India House Vegetarian Cafe so special is that it's Southern Indian, and you can get um, the special dosa crepes. And, um, I don't think you can say that on the radio. <laughs> dosa crepes. Crepes. <laughs> Crepes. Crepes, yes. Crepe. I worked at a I worked at a crepery and they 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 kept pronouncing it as crepe, so now I pronounce it like that. You say crepe, I say crepe. I know. So regardless, it's southern Indian and there are not that many southern Indian restaurants around. But it seems to my palate to be a lot better than northern Indian, so I don't know it why is. that is. It's a all the spices. It's a weird thing. So how long have you been doing the Roadmaster thing in Rochester? Oh, I've had my band for about, I'd say about 13, 14 years, since, I don't know, about 90 or 91. Is it the same lineup or do the the players change? No, I've had different people through the band. Now, the recording that that you have, yeah, Look What You've Done, which is a Magic Sam number, uh, Magic Sam was a great singer, blues guitarist, who died back in 1970 at the age of 32. Wow. It was a very full life, but unfortunately he had he a heart attack. He wasn't, imagine, he wasn't vegan. I imagine he probably was not a vegetarian, no. But uh, he was a great artist, a great singer, and great guitar player. And this, that was a number that he had done. But on the recording, it was a very good friend of mine named J.J. Jackson. who was a tenor saxophonist. He was featured on that recording. And he uh, used to play with a guy named Earl Hooker, who was a legendary guitar player. Also died that same year, 1970. He was about 41. Wow. Uh, Earl Hooker was a very highly regarded guitar player considered by many to be one of the best blues guitarists, electric blues guitarists that had ever been. And in fact, for all the rock and roll fans out there, Earl Hooker recorded a song called Blue Guitar, which Buddy Waters took the recording and overdubbed a vocal on it. It was it was an instrumental, slide guitar instrumental. And Muddy Waters overdubbed a vocal on it and became a song it was a song that Willie Dixon wrote called You Shook Me. So all the rock and roll fans out there might remember that. It was a recording or a cover uh, that Led Zeppelin did on, I think, their second album or first you album. You shook me, baby. You That's shook right. me all much. night long. So <laughs> Jimmy Page was influenced by Earl. So there you have it. That was a nice little piece of history. Wow. Yeah. And now it trickled down to the Roadmasters. Look what you've done on Vegan Radio. Now here I am, <laughs> living, languishing in obscurity in Rochester, New York, while 
kids worldwide worship Led Zeppelin. <laughs> well, listen, Steve. After people. after your debut on Vegan Radio, you will be in obscurity no more.
Magic Sam, ladies and gentlemen. 